0: Hello and welcome. My name is Lily Richardson. I'm the RX News Manager and in case you haven't heard of RX News, we're a subscription service from RX,
1: which covers publicly reported operational risk loss events in the financial sector from across the globe. Now, I'd like to introduce Fern, the RX News Assistant Manager for Editorial. Thank you, Lily. Hello, and welcome to the ORX News Podcast. In this month's episode, we'll take a brief look at February's top five largest losses, as well as discuss the key findings from the 2022 Year in Review report. For example, the frequency of publicly reported op risk losses continued to drop last year, but their severity increased for the first time since 2018. It was also the first time since then that the largest loss fell under insurance. And lastly, we will discuss the impact of trade finance fraud by looking at two separate stories reported by the NEWS team, including the recent cases involving Trafigura and HSBC. For this podcast, I'm joined by NEWS Senior Researcher Stanka and NEWS Researcher Joseph. Over to you, Joseph, for February's Top 5.
0: Thanks Vern. In fifth place for this month, we have Independent Bank, which agreed to settle for $100 million following claims that enabled Robert Allen Stanford's Ponzi scheme. In fourth place is Société Générale, another participant in the Allen Stanford Ponzi drama. They settled for a little more at $157 million. Our third largest loss this month goes to Swiss commodities trader Trafigura, which announced it had booked a loss of $577 million after discovering that a group of commodity traders had allegedly used false documentation for containers of nickel purchased by the firm. Up in second, we have TD Bank, and by quite some distance too. They settle for $1.21 billion, with investors defrauding the same Ponzi scheme orchestrated by Stanford, to whom TD was providing banking services. The largest loss this month is attributed to two firms that have been rolled into this UAE-based investment firm, the International Petroleum Investment Company, or IPIC, and its unit Arbor Investments PJS, agreed to pay 1.8 billion dollars with the Malaysian government to settle a dispute over funds embezzled from the embattled sovereign while fund One Malaysia Development Berhad, or 1MDB.
1: Thanks, Joseph. The 2022 Year in Review report features insights from the ORX News database, including the top five largest losses of the whole year, as well as trends in conduct, cyber, climate, fraud, and other risks. It's worth noting that ORX News categorizes loss events to 12 business lines, and this report provides a snapshot of changes in the value and number of events on these business lines. Going back to a key finding from the latest report regarding the dropping frequency of publicly reported op risk losses and their significant increase in severity for the first time since 2018, this was largely driven by single large events. For example, last year, losses of over 1 billion euros accounted for around 60% or 20 billion euros. By contrast, in 2021, we only saw four losses over that threshold, totaling just over €5 billion. To illustrate some of those single large events, I'll talk about the largest loss of 2022, which went to Allianz. The insurer lost €6.2 billion following the collapse of the Allianz-structured alpha funds. The second largest loss was to Voyager Crypto Ponzi scheme, which cost investors 4.9 billion euros. Wells Fargo took the fifth spot and was ordered to pay a massive fine of 1.6 billion euros over consumer abuses across product lines. You can find the details of all of the top five largest losses of 2022 on the ORX News website. We'll add a link to it in the show notes.
2: The report also showed that the most affected business line last year was commercial banking, which does typically claim top spot in terms of severity, but fell into fourth position in 2021. In 2022, we recorded a total severity for commercial banking of 7.55 billion euros spread over just 57 events. Within that, Eastern Europe and Asia-Pacific were the most affected regions. We covered a lot of internal fraud events at Russian commercial banks, for the Asia-Pacific region, however, the biggest hit was a fraud scheme orchestrated by ABG Shepyard, one of India's largest shipbuilding companies, which defrauded 28 banks, including the Bank of India and Punjab National Bank. With a total loss amount of approximately 2.67 billion euros, this was reportedly the largest known case of bank fraud in the country. Between 2012 and 2017, ABG executives colluded to set up a complex web of transactions to divert loans. They invested in overseas subsidiaries, bought assets in the names of affiliated companies, and transferred the money to related companies. Notably, the scheme was uncovered by EY in a forensic audit conducted in 2018. And we'll come back to why this is interesting later.
1: While trade finance stories are not particularly common they can have incredibly high severity and often impact multiple lenders. This leads me to Trafigura, which took the third spot in this month's top five largest losses. The Financial Times described this extraordinary systemic fraud as reading like a thriller. So here's the background. Trafigura started trading with TMT Metals in 2015 to provide transit finance to TMT and other Gupta companies. This agreement involved buying nickel from Gupta's companies before selling it back to the companies or into the open market and charging interest for the time of transportation. The early warning signs started to show in 2021 when the transit times for Trafigura-financed containers increased together with the volumes of nickel traded. Some shipments took over 300 days, which is much longer than necessary for any global shipping route, and the containers went through more ports than normally expected. And according to Bloomberg, in some instances, Gupta's companies stopped paying Trafigura in cash and instead offered more cargoes of nickel. Trafigura's risk management teams raised concerns in July 2022, when due diligence systems identified that authorities in New Delhi had accused Gupta of defrauding the State Bank of India and four other lenders. It was also reported that TMT Metals had a poor reputation and had been blacklisted from most credit and insurance companies for being such a high-risk entity. However, it was not until late 2022, when Citigroup moved to stop financing the trades between Trafigura and Gupta's companies, that Trafigura began to properly investigate these red flags. And the situation worsened in early November 2022, when Trafigura met an informant who said that not all containers contained nickel. Following this allegation, Trafigura's inspectors opened eight containers in Rotterdam Port and didn't find any nickel inside. A further 117 containers were subsequently inspected in the Netherlands, the UAE and Taiwan, and they didn't have any form of nickel either. By February this year, Trafigura had inspected at least 156 containers, of the total of over 1,000 and none contained nickel. Court documents about the case detailed the shortcomings in Trafigura's controls, which allowed payments of hundreds of millions of dollars to Gupta's companies without checking the contents of the cargoes he was buying. As a result of this systemic fraud, the Trafigura Group recorded a $577 million charge for Trafigura Group PT in the first half of 2023. Gupta reportedly confirmed the scale of Trafigura's exposure and offered to settle the amount over time. However, Trafigura decided to launch legal action instead and secured a $625 million freeze in order in the UK against Gupta and his businesses. Court documents also showed that before discovering the fraud scheme, Trafigura had sold potentially fake nickel cargoes in 11 trades worth $94 million, consequently involving a much larger proportion of the commodity trading industry. Banks such as HSBC and Barclays were also involved through the provision of banking services to Trafigura.
2: I think the collapse of Hinlong in 2020 perfectly illustrates the risks of trade finance, got the high severity the wide-ranging impact. As many as 23 banks were defrauded of a total of $3.64 billion, with amounts ranging from $30 million for DZ Bank up to $600 million for HSBC. The whole thing came to light in April 2020 when lenders stopped issuing new credits to Hinlong, forcing the company to file for bankruptcy protection. Founder O.K. Lim had instructed the firm's finance department not to disclose $800 million worth of losses incurred in the futures market over several years. The news came as a complete shock. Lim and his company had a great reputation, and it turned out that it had not been making profits for the last few years. Hinlong had overstated its asset value by over $3 billion, accumulated significant derivatives losses, and overstated its gains. The company's poor financial health had been concealed through the manipulation of accounting and entries and falsified documents. They needed a constant flow of liquidity to keep afloat, which they obtained from banks through various schemes, including the sale and repurchase of cargo at a loss, the sale of non-existent inventory, or of the same inventory to multiple parties. These transactions were then used to obtain letters of credit. Perhaps most egregiously, Hinlong also pledged cargo it did not own or did actually not exist at all as collateral. Lastly, they used a strategy known as steaming and ladling, whereby funds received from one customer are allocated to another customer's account. The whole scheme went undetected for about a decade. What really sealed their fate was the COVID-19 pandemic, which crashed oil prices. In fact, and this is where we're coming back to auditors, Deloitte had audited Hinlong for 16 years before it collapsed. They got sued in 2021 for failing to identify any issues in their financial statements. Another similar case that listeners may be familiar with is Wirecard, which EY audited. Several EY audit partners are currently under investigation by the German audit regulator. Absolutely. Just in December last year,
1: the UK's accounting watchdog, the FRC, fined Deloitte over £1 million and one of its senior auditors £50,000 over failures in auditing the accounts of building products manufacturers, SIG. Both fines were later reduced to 900,000 pounds and 36,000 pounds respectively, for admissions and early disposal. The regulator highlighted several failures which led to the fines, such as failures to apply sufficient professional skepticism in auditing SIG's accounts. Specifically, failing to investigate indications that the rebate debt or balances may have been overstated. There was also failure to obtain sufficient audit evidence to verify the existence of supplier rebates and check payments which were recorded in SIG's accounts. The FRC also said that the auditors failed to uncover overstatements in the company's accounts, which were a result of intentional misstatements, over-optimistic forecasting, and simple factual errors. In a statement to City am the FRC said, and I quote, These breaches in respect of supplier rebates were made all the more serious by the fact that the FRC had highlighted these complex supplier arrangements as requiring
2: particular attention from auditors. Just goes to show how difficult it is to obtain reliable information for due diligence. After Long, HSBC sought to place central commodities under judicial management, and that turned out to be another big fraud case. It sent shockwaves through the sector, so much so that many firms cut back on their trade finance businesses, including Socton and BNP Paribas. ABN Amro completely discontinued its trade and commodity finance activities.
1: Thanks, Tanka, and thank you for listening. For the e Review report and further details about the stories covered in this episode, including categories in full taxonomy, go to rx.org. We'll add the relevant links to the show notes. Now, over to you, Lily. I hope you enjoyed listening to this month's podcast. If you'd like to know more about the top five losses, then please visit the Rx website, where you can find the top five losses for each month, as well as a range of up-risk reports and resources. You can also read the full digest for each of the stories discussed in this episode on the Rx website. Just search rx.org. Join us next time to hear next month's top five losses. Thank you.